Hi, this is The Rocker Recovery. And this is Josh Bond. And this is Angie Meadows. And welcome today. We have another lesson for you. Today we're going to talk about the secret work of the flesh, Josh. Hi, how are you doing? <laughs> this is Josh Bond. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do that because, Josh, I can teach you all the principles, all the thinking principles through all these Rocker Recovery books, and we still can't move them from our head to our heart to apply them to our life. So how do we do that? Yeah, we're going to do that because we're going to do it through the Holy Spirit. We're going to yes. do it through engaging His presence, understanding where the battle really is, so that... Uh, we're not feelers, but we're doers. Uh, we're believers. So a lot of times people think that if I feel an emotion like anger, I just have to roll with it instead of like, no, we can put that in a container and we can take the mega emotion of anger and we can break it down to frustration, irritation. I feel lost. I feel forgotten. I feel abandoned. You can break it down and now you can start working with the little pieces of it because if it's just a mega emotion, and nobody ever helped you shape that into a thing that was safe, then you're not safe. So as we're going through these this series, we're going to talk about the law of the Spirit versus the law of death. And we're going to learn how to walk in the law of life and liberty through the law of the Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit allowing me to empower my spirit to be in charge. So if my flesh is in charge, my emotions in charge, oh, God help me. <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> I'm, yeah. If I'm uh, if I'm indulging the flesh, I'm, oh, yeah, that's I'm, yeah. I'm in a ditch. And yeah. so but that's where that's the battle. And but if we don't recognize the battle, we think it's us. Yeah. So we think we gotta follow it. Instead, nope, nope, I see the battle, I see it coming, I am uh, on a watchman on the tower. I see that anger coming. I see it. Okay. Well, I'm going to outrun it today. I'm going to reshape it into little pieces that I can deal with. So, kick us off here, Josh. Fellowship with God was a daily and precious blessing in the garden. After the fall, there came a deep-seated aversion for God, evidenced by Adam and Eve fleeing and hiding from His presence. So, we're all the way back in Genesis. And the problem was... Uh, once they sinned, now there was a separation between them and God. And the the thing that the Lord said is, if you eat of it, you will die. Well, the part of them that died, Josh, was their spirit yes. part, their, their spirit man that could hear God, integrity, yeah. that could walk yes. in his fellowship every night. Instead, they wanted to hide. And so they were hiding. And so as long as we're hiding from God, we're hiding in those deep, stuck emotions and guilt and shame and self-condemnation and beating ourselves up and then self-pity. Forget it. We're stuck. <laughs> okay, so keep going. This is a characteristic of the unregenerate nature of the flesh. It is a hidden defect. Mm -hmm. This aversion is the hidden work of the flesh against a holy God. We must seek out areas of our lives that we are unwilling to surrender to Him. So remember last week we talked about uh, the reasons for affliction and how um, Jesus Christ learned obedience through suffering, so how much more should we? So we have to take our suffering, move it outside of each other, ourselves, and let it shape us and teach us. And the reason that the Lord gave us suffering is because He had two choices. He could cut us off, cast us out into, out there on our own, or He could bring us something that we could shape our lives with and move that suffering so 
um, we knew how to come to him. It hurt so bad that we're like, God, I'm between a rock and a hard spot. Uh, you're all I've got. My total dependency is upon you. So this surrender is learning to be totally dependent upon the work of the Lord and not on my own flesh, not on my own emotions. We must deny and crucify the flesh. Mm -hmm. He, God, saved us, not because of righteous things we have done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of the rebirth, regeneration, and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. Mm. Amen. Okay, so that regeneration is is a, a cooperation that we do with the Holy Spirit. So just like we've talked about in addiction, as long as I can blame you for uh, hurting my feelings, for betraying me, for abandoning me, me, now I can sit comfortably in my self-pity and just grieve and mourn and be stuck in my depression so it's the same way with the flesh if i indulge the flesh that's what gets louder that's what grows my mm -hmm. anger my bitterness my my depression that's what's going to grow but if i move it i surrender this to you regenerate this part of me it's it's not me you've already justified me by your grace lord you love me even if i'm in that dark place i i don't need to perform for you but i don't like this dark place so i'm going to surrender it to you so you can make something good out of something that was meant for evil yeah um if any man come after me he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever will save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me will find it. Amen. Matthew sixteen twenty four and 25. So what if I denied um, self-pity to have power over me? Yeah. What if I denied anger to have power over me? What if I just said, yeah, what if I just said, I, I'm going to look at you, I'm going to figure out what you're teaching me, I'm going to figure out where my flesh has got power over me, what lie I'm believing, but you will not dominate my life. What would that yeah. look like? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's, let's read right here. Now, learn to daily walk in the Spirit. That's what it would look like. Yeah. That's the righteousness of the law might be f fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Romans 8, 4. So I want to walk in the Spirit. I want my Spirit to come alive when I give my heart to the Lord. I want to no longer walk in the flesh, but by the Spirit. And I know when I'm walking in the flesh because I'm suffering. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm wallowing. I'm, I'm stuck. So now let's look at what feeble faith looks like versus healthy faith, Josh. Okay. You go through feeble faith. Prayerlessness. No desire to read the Word. Don't think the Word applies to my life. Thank God doesn't care or have a plan. No vision for the future. Eyes on the temp on the temporary things, little faith, unbelief, confusion, depression, does things to elevate moods, faint-hearted pray prayers not answered, feels like giving up. Okay, so if I'm feeble and faint-hearted and prayerless, yeah, I need to start repenting here. Uh, but there's a place here that once I get stuck, I'm stuck. Yeah. I can't get out by wow. myself. You're right. I'll go to Pastor Ronnie on Sunday morning and I'll say, I'm stuck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, need, I need you to pray. And literally he can pray for a minute or two and whatever it was that was on me is off and now I'm free to move and go pray for everybody. And there's just like this oppression 
sometimes we just get dirt on our feet and we just need our feet washed yeah <laughs> but that's that continual coming back into the presence of the holy spirit saying help me help me so any of these you want to talk about oh no no okay what about eyes on temporal things like my circumstances yeah that's that's the way it is. Yeah. yeah. So if you go to a meeting and everybody's talking about um, social issues yeah. and consequences, there's no movement from anybody in that meeting. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. All we did was whine yeah. <laughs> and feed into each other. Yeah. But all of a sudden, if we learn that there's a pearl of great price, um, we can be prayerful. You yeah. know, we are powerless, but God's not. Yeah. And things that are impossible for me are not impossible for Him. And if I was watchful, if I was a watchman on the tower and I saw my mood flip, I saw the wound coming, I could I could have some armor on i could be ready to guard my house so let's look at what healthy faith is josh prayerful ah uh, yeah watchful mm-hmm. waiting on god hunger and thirsty to do god's will longing for fellowship with christ giving up everything for the pearl of great price growing faith purposeful to develop fruit of spirit and good character maturing and unra- unraveling false thinking Humble self and mourns over sin. Steadfast. Great faith. Mm. Steadfast. So steadfast is different than giving up. It The same circumstances are coming at me that maybe come at me last year, maybe even bigger ones, but now I'm steady. Yeah. I'm like those three. Now you got backup. I got backup. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I will not bow. Yeah. I will not I will not deny my Christ. I don't know what he's doing, but I don't need to know what's yeah. I just need to know who holds the future. Yeah. I don't need where the, to know where the future's at. Yeah. And nor do I need to allow any temporal circumstance to have power over me. I need to have this great faith. So identify hidden aversions to walking with the Lord with your whole heart. What is it that's blocking you? So as I think about that and as I pray about it, the Lord will show me what's blocking me. Those things that I'm ruminating over, those things that I hold on to. It may be one saying that somebody said to me a decade ago, a teacher that said to me when I was eight, you'll never amount to anything. No. You know, nobody's ever going to. It may be one lie, and I have held that my whole life and elevated that above God's love for me and that is something that I need to move to that altar and I need to repent for holding that higher than God okay yeah. keep going identifying our sin nature by identifying our lust for God cannot be tempted by evil nor does he tempt anyone but each one is tempted when by his own evil desire lust he is dragged away and enticed then after desire lust is conceived it gives birth to sin and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. James one fourteen and fifteen. So, what if my, what if my addiction was to an emotion, like anger, yeah. like bitterness, like uh, self? Which happens a lot. Yeah, it, uh-huh. emotions are addictive. Yeah. So if I'm, if I literally regulate myself by fussing and whining and nagging or raging, I'm addicted to that. Yeah. And as soon as I indulge it, it drags me away. No. And now it becomes, you know, it's desire, this this desire to be regulate myself uh, with this anger, to be dominant. Once I allow that to be conceived and get root, now it's given birth, and then it's sinful, and it's growing, and now anger has me. 
Instead of it being outside of me, instead of it being something that I feel, it's something that I am. And when people would mention my name, they'd say, oh, yeah, that's an angry woman. Oh, yeah, that's a bitter woman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. I know that woman. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And so what's that going to give birth to? Yeah. Right, right here. Death. Yeah. It's yeah. not going to give birth to life. No. So instead, I need to repent. Okay. I, I don't need to regulate myself with anger. And a lot of people do. They regulate themselves with raging and emotions, and they vent, and then they can't figure out why everybody's gone. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear them anymore. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that. It's like, oh, my goodness, that's toxic. <laughs> so when when people are, are uh, toxic, you may think they're betraying you, but they're not. They're putting your emotion in a container and saying, okay, when you're done with that, you let me know. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. There are areas of weaknesses in our lives that need to be identified. Identify them. After I identify my sinful desires, I can find scripture to use as a sword to defect, defeat the lies I believe. Understanding the strength of the flesh is vital to conquering my sin nature by empowering the work of the Holy Spirit in my life. So I need to be able to get the scriptures out on anger if we're talking about anger. Don't let the sun go down on, on uh, your your anger or it's yeah. going to turn to bitterness and Satan's going to have a foothold in your life. Uh, don't go with an angry man lest you learn his ways and you become like him. Anger rests in the bosom of a fool. I mean, yeah. when I start quoting a scripture to myself, buddy, I'm going to be backing up. I don't yeah. want to be, I don't have a belly like a fool. I want to back up. I want to be able to yield that, put that on the altar to, to God and say, here, reshape this, Lord, because I can't handle it. It brings me too much suffering. If I do... Uh, if I do not erect boundaries around the weak areas of my life, <clears throat> I will literally be joining forces with Satan, and then I will have three enemies, my flesh, the world, and Satan. Oh, yeah. I just teamed up with the enemy. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Instead, there needs to be a recognition of my weaknesses and a battle plan to bring every area of my life under submission to the Holy Spirit through Scripture, meditation, and prayer. This will give me great opportunities to stop the vicious cycle of being dragged away. If I am rationalizing and making excuses for my behavior, thoughts, or words, I am defeated. If it has become increasingly apparent to me that I must understand the battle I am fighting, sin must be called sin. Every few weeks, I ask God to show me my sin. It is like an onion. Layer after layer of my heart is exposed. Hmm. Now, it's vulnerable to get before the Lord and say, expose my heart. Yeah. I immediately see it. And and I don't see it in me. I see it in the person right yeah. in front of me that's mirroring me. Yeah. <laughs> so after God, ask God to expose your heart to, in your sin. Um, so what do you feel like that he's exposing to you? Um, and when it comes, do you feel forsaken? And, and if so, confess that and yeah. start, oh, Lord, that when I'm seeing that in somebody else, I feel I feel betrayed, I feel forsaken, I feel forgotten, I feel abandoned. Yeah, start working through those little emotions so that it's not all that big emotion. So we're going to seek for silver and search for hidden treasures. Proverbs fifteen twenty nine. Who does the Lord hear? The Lord is far from the wicked. But he hears the prayer of the righteous. So who's he here? The righteous. <laughs> so have I aligned myself with the right with the righteous in a growing mature walk, or am I feeble and faint hearted with an unbelieving heart? If I don't believe God knows what he's doing, then I'm gonna be wallowing in the mud. Yeah. All right, number two, Ephesians one thirteen. After we trust and believe on Christ, what happens? And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with 
a seal, the promise of the Holy Spirit. So after we trust and believe in Christ, what happens? We are sealed with the Holy Spirit. A promise. <laughs> but I got to walk on those promises. I got to talk to him about him. I yeah. got to ask him to manifest the promises of his his word in my life. And I got to speak those promises over myself and not my fleshly, noisy stuff. I got to move that. Mm-hmm. So number three, Hebrews 5.14. What do we need? To be mature. Mm-hmm. Be, be solid food is for the mature. Oh, no. But solid food is for mature. But who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. So, what do I need to be mature? Solid food. <laughs> I need to learn how to chew on the yes. Word of God. Now, when a sheep uh, chews, he's got several stomachs. He, he takes it down, he brings it back, he takes it down. So, that's what he wants us to do with these words. Yeah. And as I meditate on the Word of God, it grows, it feeds me, it nourishes me, and all of a sudden, after several hours, I have a revelation that I did not have before. So, by constant use of His Word, I need to train myself to distinguish between the good and evil that's in me. Yeah. Okay, number four. How should we live? In Galatians 5.16, by the Spirit. Amen. Yes, uh, the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are are not to do whatever you want. So as I'm battling these two natures, and that's the nature of the flesh and the Spirit, my sinful fleshly nature and my spirit man. There's a battle going on. Yeah. I got to figure out which side of that that fence I'm on. Okay. Number six, Galatians 5.18. How shall we be led? But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. So who's my leader? We are led by the Spirit. Yes. If I am led by my flesh, forget it. The battle's battle's already won. It's just a matter of time before I fall off that cliff. Okay. So Galatians 5.19 through 21 lists the acts of sinful nature. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry, mm-hmm. and witchcraft, hatred, discard, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, and orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Ouch. Kingdom so, of God. Yeah, the kingdom of God. So the kingdom of God in Romans 14 is righteousness, joy, and peace. Yeah. So if I've lost my joy and my peace, it's because I don't have his robe of righteousness on. I took it off and I yeah. indulged the flesh. Yes. So guess what? I have no armor. I have no protection. And yeah. there I go. And then I'm whining because I've got consequences. Yes. <laughs> and I'm blaming God. Huh. <laughs> And we all do it. Yes. We all do it. <laughs> so here's what I need to do. I, uh, sometimes I didn't form the patterns in childhood to, to be able to do anything other than walk in my flesh and my emotions. But here's what the Lord wants me to do in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. List the fruit of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control against such things there is no law so when i'm wallowing in my flesh when i'm wallowing in um making decisions i don't want to be baking 
walking down the road thinking, I will not, I will not, and then there I am, uh, you know, yeah. doing what I don't want to do. Uh, instead, <laughs> when I see that and I hear that, I need, you know, a prudent mind sees evil and hides himself. I need yeah. to hide myself until I have the power of peace, yeah. of patience, of kindness. If I know I'm, I have not worked through my emotions with that person, then for goodness sake, I don't need to be in front of them. Yeah. <laughs> I need to hide myself until I'm ready to work through those emotions and own my part. So number nine, Galatians 5.24. Those who belong to Christ do what? Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. <sighs> crucified. Put to death my sinful nature. That's, that's a skill that's bigger than me. <coughs> that's something I have to ask the Holy Spirit to help me do. Number 10, Galatians 5.25. How should we live? Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. So when I'm led by the Spirit, I wake up with a song. I wake up in the middle of the night with a scripture. I wake up with peace. When I'm led by my flesh, I wake up with my negative rumination, with yeah. my whining, with my anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. It's very obvious to know whether I'm I'm abiding in Christ. John 14, 16 through 17, how is the Spirit described? And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept Him because it neither sees Him nor knows Him, but you will know Him, for He lives with you and will be in you. So the Spirit of truth will be in me as I get in the Word of God, as I move my flesh, as I stop hiding from Him, and and you know, I think God's big enough for me to even tell Him I'm mad at Him. Yeah, <laughs> Lord, Lord, I'm really mad here. Yeah. and you know what He says? Not a fairy tale, little girl. Grow up. Yeah. <laughs> Grow up. This is real life. And then He's going to give me the skills to be able to move through it. He's yeah. going to be my counselor. He's going to be my spirit of truth. And it's that truth that breaks the lie that sets me free. So John fourteen fifteen. What is the secret to receiving the Spirit? If you love me, keep my command. So if God has commanded me um, to not let the sun go down until I've dealt with it, then then I need to deal yeah, with it. Yeah. I need to journal about right. it. Sometimes the person I'm mad at's not safe to go to, but I can sit down and tell the Lord about it. I yeah. can sit down and say, "I that's bigger than me. I give that to you." Uh, whatever it is. Um, as you lay up on your bed at night, think of through the day and keep a short list and forgive. Forgive, repent. Okay, in the morning I'll go back. I tell them I'm sorry. Okay, I give that to you, Lord. I, I can't fix that. I can't control it. So it's radical acceptance of what I cannot fix, manage, and change, and radical surrender of who I am that's causing me all that suffering internally. So John 14, 26. What is the name of the Spirit, and what does He do for us? But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. So He's going to counsel me. He's going to teach me. He's going to remind yeah. me. But if I didn't put His Word inside of me, Josh, how's He going to remind me? You're right. You're right. So the reason we're doing these Bible studies is so that the truth of God's Word can now be internalized so that now when you open your mouth, it's a little different. You're yeah. not opening your mouth in, in rage and anger. You're opening your mouth in kindness and patience, and it's just the way you roll. Yeah. And, and you know if you keep practicing this and practicing this, it's who you become. Yeah. You become kindness. You become gentleness. You become a picture of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So in conclusion. There is a battle raging in our flesh to destroy our souls. Our souls can be described by our mind, will, and emotions. If we are led by our soulish, fleshly side, we will do whatever we feel is right. 
Proverbs 14, 12. Warns us, there is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it leads to death. Paul states in Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Oh, wow. The wages of sin is death. So you can feel whether death's on you. Yeah. If you don't have any peace today, death's on you. You've yeah. just done a great of death. So now you've indulged that soulish, fleshly side and you're doing whatever feels right. Yeah. But if you start moving that, if you start laying it all on the altar and you start saying, Lord, I want the uh, the spirit of life. I want redemption from this. I want regenerated from this yucky flesh. I don't want to be hiding from you anymore. I want to be laying it all in front of you. And I think he's big enough to handle that, and I think he's also big enough to take it from us so that we don't have to carry that. Keep going. It never ceases to amaze me how easily I can fall into temptation. We must be self-control and alert and not underestimate the power of the flesh. Our enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. 1 Peter 5.8 Jesus warns, Could you men keep watch for me for one hour? Matthew 26.40 So one hour. If I can sit with the Word for one hour every night, I do between 9 to 10. Sometimes I do twice a day in the morning and the evening. Sometimes I have to flip it to the mornings because I don't have time in the evening. But if I can just sit one hour with Him and start moving through my day, okay, Lord, this didn't feel right. Okay, God. I thought that was right, but now that I got there, it's it don't feel don't right. right. Yeah. Uh, now I've got some direction for the next day. Now I've got some peace, and my sleep's not going to be disturbed. Watch with me for one hour and keep going. Why does he instruct him to do that? Then he instructs the disciples to watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Matthew twenty six forty one. So this one hour that you spend with the Lord, that you spend giving to yourself so that your spirit can become strong, okay, you can conquer that weak flesh. You can make decisions and follow through with them. That's powerful, Josh. Yeah, it is. Because if I've got a temptation that's drawing me like a magnet, if I don't confess it, if I don't, uh, if I don't, look at what's driving it. If I don't yield it to the Lord, I'm in trouble. Okay, keep going. When I identify my sin and character weaknesses, I know exactly where I'm invulnerable and where I will soon stumble if I do not purposefully correct myself. One of my first steps as a young Christian was to scrutinize my version to reading the scripture and plan for daily devotions. I, I didn't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I was like once a week's fine. Uh-huh. I didn't want to do it. Well all during the week I was struggling with my anxiety. Yeah. And so until I learned to make that disciplined plan, I kept stumbling, I kept falling. I didn't have a safety net to protect myself. So there's something to be said about disciplines. Uh-huh. Soon I recognized my false thinking, an area of teaching my children's scripture and reading them Bible stories. My thinking was, this isn't my job. It is the church's job. Well, this path of deceptive thinking would have kept us all immature. Yeah, so I was taking my children to church, yeah. and I, I I, was reading my Bible during the day. I had my quiet time, and they were wanting more, and I didn't want to give it to them. I yeah. was like, eh. And I was shocked that when I sat, here's these little teeny, you know, three- and four-year-olds in front of me, and when I sat and gave them the word, they begged for more, uh-huh. and they begged for more, and they begged, Mommy, another story. Now, they may have just wanted to stay up a little later, <laughs> but they were begging for the Word of God. So I just made it a plan that yeah. we sat down every night about 7.30. I have, I bought, I invested in all these giant posters so that we went through. All of a sudden, I learned principles and 
precepts and statutes and commandments in the Word of God. I learned the stories so that when I said, Lord, what are you doing here? A story would come to my mind that he had done with them. And I'd be like, okay, I know what you're doing. Okay. Faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Romans ten seventeen. Call upon God and ask Him to show you your sins and your weaknesses, and give you your give you a sincere desire for the milk of the Word, that you may grow and mature in your faith. First Peter two two. God says in Proverbs eight seventeen, I love those who love me, and those who seek me shall find me. Now call a trusted friend and discuss the battles that you are fighting against. Your flesh and any aversion you may have to studying God's word, to quoting God's scripture, to meditating on his scripture, or to teaching it to your children. And thanks for joining us. This was The Rocker Recovery. This is Josh Bond. And this was Angie Meadows. And you can find us again on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, under The Rocker Recovery. You can find the books on Amazon.com. Um, under Angie G. Meadows under Rocker Recovery. also have enablers books for Enablers Journey and I have some Bible study books on there. So we will see you next time.